We got state of the division for the AOS. This is Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor of Just Baseball. Got Kendall McKee here. And we're going to lead things off today talking about uh, the face of this division, maybe, right? Shohei Otani. I wrote an article today uh, for Just Baseball saying Shohei Otani is still the league's most valuable player. And granted, if we look at his case against Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge still should be the favorite, is the favorite, is the runaway. I get it. But we are forgetting how insane it is that we're watching Babe Ruth. Like, I think that because he's been up since 2018 as a hitter, we just forget, like, wait a minute. Here's this guy who should be top 10 right now in Cy Young voting easily, if not top three. And, oh, yeah, he's got 26 tanks on the air. Yeah, this guy is insane. When he came over from from Japan, I was super excited. I was so pushing for the Rangers to sign him, obviously, just like everybody was. And then he had to go to the Angels, and I was like, oh, man, it might be the Angels' first time to get over the bump in the past you know, decade or two. And uh, it's just not. And we've talked about that quite a bit. But you can say he is one of, if not the face of this division, especially with Mike Trout being in and out the past couple of years. And I think it's J Rod's uh, to take from him, but at the same time, this is Shohei's. This is Shohei's division for sure. So yeah, and, and I think the interesting thing about writing this article was, you know, I was kind of trying to make an MVP case for him. And granted, I still came away saying Aaron Judge is probably the MVP. But what I, I saw from looking at it is this is really that first full run as a pitcher. You know, he has that start as a rookie. Um, you know, flash in the pan, but a really promising one. Then he has the Tommy John gets back last year. We see 23 starts. It started to feel like, okay, here's the guy. But now what I saw here is this season, he has not only established himself as an ace based on his stuff, but he's carrying a workload over his last 11 starts. He's averaging 6.6 innings. And during that span, you have this team in the angels. That's 10 games under show his seven and three. Those 11 starts. He has a one, eight, one ERA. He's striking out almost 13 batters per nine. His ex-fip of 2.18 during that span is the best in baseball, and his war is the best in baseball among starting pitchers in that 11-start span. So we're seeing him ascend to be the best starting pitcher in the game. He's getting better and better as the season wore on. We were talking before recording the other day about how he just picked up a, a six-pitch out of thin air. He suddenly is throwing so like a, a two-seamer or a sinker. That's absolutely nasty. Like three inches of break on it out of nowhere. Just like, you know what? I'll throw it. I, I, I've been playing catch with it. We'll try it. I mean, I don't need it. But hey, you know, I got five quality offerings. Let's throw a sixth out there. The fact is, I think we're actually starting to see that Shohei Otani is a better pitcher than he's a hitter. That was going to be my question for you. Is like, when are we going to ask that question and be realistic and say he's probably a better pitcher? I think it's now. I really looking at the stats, you know, he has a 3.7 F4 as a pitcher, 2.3 as a hitter. Now, granted, you know, the the hitting F4 it kind of gets lower because he doesn't play a position. So you don't have the defense factoring in. If it does factor in, he hasn't been a good defender if they do throw him out in the outfield. So that kind of hurts him. But yeah, I mean, an ace is more valuable to a team than a, a guy offensively who's still solid, but He's not Jordan Alvarez as a DH. He's a good DH, but he's not the the elite of the elite. As an ace, I mean, like I said, the numbers are crazy. And one of the other things that kind of jumped out to me 
of the top XFIP leaders in baseball and ERA leaders, he was the one guy where his XFIP was actually lower than his ERA. It was a percentage point off. It was 2.69 compared to 2.68, but it just shows you that the ERA that he's put up is absolutely legitimate. His stuff is that good. It plays that well. And yeah, he is, I mean, as good as it comes as a pitcher right now. Yeah, so it's it, it's hard to watch him. And as as a fan of of hating the Angels, it's hard to watch him and just be like, wow, this team is just, this team is great when he's pitching. And then you like, you realize you back up and you're like, oh, this team is awful, actually. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what the Shohei market looks like in the winter. I think that's going to be crazy. I actually think that your boy Mets, uh, your your boys could go make a run at him, which would be absolutely insane um, to have those two dudes like Shohei and uh, and and Judge out in New York. That would be pretty wild to see. But I think to, to, to give a nod to Judge, I do think he deserves it this year. Uh, played incredible. Um, and uh, anyway, I – we won't have to talk anymore about the Yankees, but uh, so you have compared him to Justin Verlander in this division as two absolute studs. Yes. Talk to me about that. So here's the thing about Shohei Otani. Like, like I said, uh, or like you just said, like judge is going to run away with the, the MVP still. I believe, you know, he's chasing down Maris. The one thing that Shohei has where he could get in the mix is he has nine more starts and he has 200 probably more plate appearances. So, who knows where this goes? And the crazy thing I put in the article is this could be the first ever 200 strikeout, 40 home run season we've ever seen. We've actually never, Babe Ruth never struck out 200 batters. So if he pulls that off, which I think he's about 30 some odd away, which imagine nine more starts is going to get there. Which he's for totally sure. going to do. Yeah. He might do that in three more starts. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to be looking at almost definitely the first 30 home run, 200 strikeout. But as an MVP, his odds are still long. As a Cy Young, he's got a chance here. I think Justin Verlander, almost similar to the judge, kind of runs away with it based on the narrative coming back from Tommy John, 39. He's 15 and 3, 195 ERA. Uh, you compare that to Shohei, a 269 ERA. He's got the edge there. He's got the edge on innings pitch, 143 compared to 117. But we look at the advanced metrics a bit. You look at FIP, 2.88 for Verlander, 2.48 for Shohei. XFIP, 3.45 for Verlander, 2.41 for Shohei. Expected ERA, 2.89 for Verlander, 2.76 for Shohei. The strikeouts, you're talking about literally four more strikeouts per nine, 12.69 for Shohei compared to 8.69. The walks, Verlander has an edge. The home runs, Verlander has an edge. The BABIP, Verlander has an edge. But... Again, all those other advanced metrics point towards Shohei being the better pitcher. And if he has a strong nine starts to close out the year, and like I said, he's been as good as anyone in baseball, he could surpass Verlander down the stretch here. So if you're a betting man, who are you taking? I still, just knowing the voters, right? Justin Verlander won a Cy Young in a year where Garrett Cole probably should have. I think that he has a lot of fans when it comes to the voters. So I still would probably think that Verlander is going to win it. But if we were to look up the odds, I would imagine that Shohei is getting longer odds right now. And with that, I would maybe say that's the better bet because you might be able to get more value. Uh, let me try to pull these up real quick here. Um, we're looking at, so this was July 31st. So still 
that's still a couple weeks ago, but at that point it was McClanahan at plus one fifty eight and Verlander at plus two twenty three. Cease at plus eight twenty five. I imagine those odds have come a little bit closer. Yeah, what I'm looking at right now is Justin Verlander's at minus one forty five. There you go. There you go. So, so Shohei's so, at plus thirty five hundred. That's a really good bet. Like that, that's a bet I mean, that come I'm on. As soon as we stop recording, I'm gonna lay some money on it. That's the type of bet that is. I mean. Yeah, like again, you're talking about over the last. It's since June 9th, I believe, was the beginning of this this stretch here. He has been the best starting pitcher in baseball. If he holds that true over nine more starts, I do wonder what that conversation looks like. Now, granted, you still have Kevin Gosman, you still have Shane McClanahan, you still have Dylan Cease. There's other names in the mix, but I don't know. I think there could be Man, a win. Shohei here. plus thirty five hundred. I'll take that. Right. I, that's that's some nice nice odds for a guy that just picked he's the up first a six four pitch. digit guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Shane McClanahan, Dylan Cease, and Justin Verlander in front of him. And personally, like I like Shohei more than the other three. Shane's kind of been beat around uh, a little bit. So, um, <laughs> what the narrative in our group chat? Are you in the group chat anymore? No, I uh, yeah. The narrative in the group chat is the home run first, uh, first inning home run from Clanahan. Uh, but um, yeah. So, uh, shoot, what was I gonna say? I had a question. Doesn't matter. Go forward. Well, maybe you're gonna ask me about comparing Otani to those other cases. I would just say that Verlander is the favorite for a reason. I still think he wins the award, but. I would bet on Otani over McClanahan, Caesar, Gosman based on those odds in particular. Like you're telling me that I can lay a $50 flyer on Shohei. And if he goes big in the final nine starts, I could be cashing in bucks. big time. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not yeah. kidding. As soon as we stop record, I am putting money on this. Because that's, <laughs> that's how good this guy is. And I mean, the bottom line, looking over the article, you know, combine that F4 of 6.0 for Shohei right now. Uh, he's going to win many MVPs in his future because what he does, again, we just forget how insane it is. I I think the beginning of the article, what I wrote was uh, I pulled his pitching stats from the last two years. So it was uh, okay. So since 2021, Otani's made 43 starts. He's pitched to a two nine five ERA with 321 strikeouts and 247 and a third innings pitched. He's also hit 72 home runs. Like that, that's the thing. The only hitter in baseball with more home runs in the last two years is Aaron judge. And then it's Otani and Vladdy. Ryan, some really hot news just came out in the, in the West. Okay. John Daniels out as president of baseball operations in Texas. They're cleaning house, huh? Wow. John Daniels has been there forever. So this is now, this is the outside perspective. So I'm going to tee you up on this. Yeah. As an outside, you know, look into the Rangers, to me, this seems like Chris Young has the keys to this franchise and is driving Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris the- Young is flexing hard right now. I know they, they brought him in to kind of supplement John Daniels because they thought John Daniels couldn't do the GM position anymore. So he got elevated to, I think, uh, manager of baseball operations or something like that. Um, and what 
that's just that's crazy. I thought it was a weird time to get rid of Woodward, but at the same time, I knew he's probably not the guy that they're going to take into the World Series um, run that they're going to be on in the next couple of years. Uh, but John Daniels has been with this team a long freaking time. He had a lot of butting heads with Nolan Ryan when the the team was in like 2008, 9, 10 stage. He was one of the youngest GMs when they brought him in at the time, and then he's famous for sending Teixeira to the Braves and getting back uh elvis andrews and that slew of like neftali Feliz, jared saltalamachia matt harrison all in one trade and that's what really projected us to the world series so he's famous for that but he's made a bunch of bonehead moves since then um but uh you know it, wow this is wild sorry I got on a soapbox there for a second well well i'm glad you did because this is your team and this is big news Holy i'm looking God. right now it does say he was the youngest gm in major league baseball at the time when he was hired at 28 john daniels and you already you kind of alluded to it there but they fired their manager as well so it feels like they're starting over but considering what they did in the draft i know a lot of us loved what they did to get kumar rocker um they still got lighter to, to have those two vandy boys come up together it seems like Chris Young has a set plan here. You got your middle infield of future locked up through free agency. Now it's about finding a manager. I imagine Chris Young probably arises to be the next president of baseball operations slash GM. Yeah. And it's just, he was already doing keys. it anyway. <laughs> Let him drive because look, he's clearly one of the smartest baseball minds out there. He was in a pretty high position in major league baseball before the Rangers got him. He was really coveted. Uh, as a GM around the league, despite the lack of experience, so to speak. Yet here he is now making a lot of moves, and it feels like the Rangers, if nothing else, have a new direction. Yeah, I think it's – I mean, um, when Arm talks about how, like, Chris went and convinced Jack – like of the whole plan, and Jack was like, all right, I didn't want to come to the Rangers, but, like, you convinced me. You know, like, hearing that whole narrative, you know, like a year and a half ago – and then now it's like from then to now, like you've just seen Chris has a plan. And when they fired Woodward this week, I, you know, I receive a ton of texts from people, which I'm probably sure you do as well. Anytime the Mets or the Rangers do anything, yeah. people think we're the, like the insiders or something. So people just always ask me like, well, what's the plan? What's the plan? Especially my dad, by the way, he just thinks I have like this inside track. But uh, and so, <laughs> so I was just saying, like, I think Chris probably has a guy that he's already been thinking of for several months now. And he probably told Woodward, we're not bringing you back next year. You can either leave at the end of the season or now. And he, you know, handed it off to uh, to, to Beasley to as a little attaboy, I think. But um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about the way the Rangers are going. I think the pitching is on its way up, especially with Chris at the helm. Uh, I think that's going to be something that he's going to emphasize, uh, like have a big emphasis on. And uh, it's going to be something that's going to be fun to watch now that the Rangers don't live in a uh, like <laughs> uh, desert Coors field. Um, the new ballpark isn't as much of a, of a home run zone. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I think that this is uh, definitely interesting to see what your Rangers are doing. And, and speaking of your Rangers to kind of touch on some other teams, We'll give the A's a little shout out. Uh, Elvis Andres let go, hit a home uh, run and cut. Hurt hurts, huh? It hurts me. You know, like I, Elvis is probably one of my favorite players of all time. Um, coming like we just mentioned him being a part of that John Daniels trade that literally cattle like just sent us into the World Series. And um, Elvis, we move him to 
to Oakland, get Jonah Heim in the deal, which has been perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, we we took Chris Davis from them and Jonah Heim and then AJ Alexi. And honestly, we thought that was going to be for Chris Davis. And then Jonah Heim has been exactly what you wanted. And he was just a throw in that ended up being a major leaguer. But um, having Elvis uh, be such a part of our franchise and been such a keystone piece is, is, is good. I think he probably comes back to the Rangers, to be honest, like not as a player, but in some sort of fashion, um, not, not saying that he's going to be the head coach, but uh, I would imagine that he uh, has some sort of involvement in the Rangers future. He loves being a part of, the Rangers franchise. So, but it is funny that he hit a home run on him last night as the A's like just shelled us last night. And, uh, and then they cut him the next day. <laughs> 12 years in Texas, two in Oakland. Not a terrible season. I honestly, he has a 97. Last year was way plus. worse than this yeah. year, but yeah, not bad. He got, he got on base in a 301 clip. I mean, he still probably has a couple years left if he wants them to be a kind of utility infielder that'll bounce around. We'll see if he wants he wants to stick around like that. Uh, we've touched on four of the five teams in this division. The one team we have not touched on is the other one heading towards the playoffs, at least right now, along with the Astros, which is the Mariners. And they got a big boost we want to talk about here. Mitch Hanniger came back. Uh, it's given them some better defense. I already saw a nice play out in right field. But his bat has been pretty strong since coming back, hitting 351 in 10 games, 442 on base, 460 slugging, has a home run and a double, three RBIs, drawn six walks to nine strikeouts. To get a veteran like this who has you know an all-star appearance to his name to a roster that is pretty young as well, I think this is actually one of the most underrated storylines we have going on right now to get him back in the mix. Absolutely. All year on this State of the Division podcast with T, I've said, like, if the Mariners can get Hanniger back, they're going to be fine. And it just kept delaying, kept delaying, kept delaying. And then they had the Kelnick and the Kyle Lewis issues, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, if Hanniger's back, this is fine. And then they ended up making all the moves in the offseason. And now he's back. And look, it's fine. And they're going to make the playoffs. And they're going to be a scary team that I really don't want to play if I was anybody else in the playoffs. Yeah, they're, you know, I was on the Just Baseball show today and I was kind of talking about the teams that make it where it's almost like it's such gravy that they're there that they don't really know any better than to go out and just play free. And I think the Mariners are the definition of that. And you look at their lineup right now, now that you have Hanager, you got J Rod, Ty France, Jesse Winker, Dylan Moore. This was last night's lineup that won eight to two. Hanager, Eugenio Suarez, JP Crawford, Kurt Casale, Adam Frazier, Sam Haggerty. It's not a bad lineup. I, I mean, I really, honestly, I like it. You know, yeah. other than the catching position that they, I seem to not have a, a great hold on. It. I mean, I like it. I, I like it too. I, I think that, uh, you know, they're there's certainly, and actually, Dylan Moore came into the game probably as a, as a pinch as a fielder. It actually looks like so. I guess that the first four was J Rod, Ty France, Winker, Hanniger, Suarez, Crawford. That's not bad. You know, like you said, the catcher position. Obviously, Frazier hasn't had the best year. Um, Haggerty is the guy that I think has kind of just come up recently and been pretty solid for them, but they have some guys now the middle of that lineup with France, Winker, Moore, or France, Winker, and Hanniger. That's pretty solid behind J Rod. So, yeah, I like that lineup. I think that Castilla has been great for them. They're looking like a pretty clear cut playoff team to me. Yeah, I love it. I- I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited to see, you know, like 
you know those weird like in between inning cut scenes that they do where it's like one kid in the crowd like yelling and then a coach staring and then like they're gonna cut to J Rod stealing second and then looking towards the camera like full smile you know like uh, I I can't wait for that like J Rod's just so electric I can't wait to see him on some uh, some some fall broadcasts that's for sure that's for sure he's he's one of those stars that um. I, I think you can take Fernando Tatis Jr. who's been in the, the spotlight and you could put <laughs> J-Rod in all of those ads instead coming up the next year. Absolutely. He's going to be one of the most marketable stars in baseball. It's going to be good to see him on the biggest stage this season. But that was State of the AL East for this week. Make sure you tune in next Thursday West. for... <laughs> <laughs> That's the AL East? Is that what I said? Yeah. Dude, I've been hosting so many of these. That's okay, man. It's okay. Great. That was State of the AL West, and I, I was right about the date. West is on Thursdays, as is NL West. AL East, which I alluded to, that's on Tuesdays with NL East. Uh, and then we got the Central Divisions on Wednesdays. Make sure you're following our YouTube channel and also the podcast feed at State of the Division. Check out all the articles we got pumping at JustBaseball.com.